and welcome to Rush Tactics Episode 9, the one where we start naked and we die naked. And in the middle, we wear swanky clothes. Oh, so swanky. I am your host, Josh Augustine, and I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Greg Henniger. I am here, and I was doing jazz hands when I said swanky, and I really didn't need to. Yeah, it was... I, I beg to differ, Greg. It's kind of an important part. I hope everyone listening to the podcast did it at the same time. Let's all, let's all do it right now. On the count of three. One, two, jazz hands. Jazz hands. Except if you're driving, keep your hands on the road. Yeah, well, at least do one jazz hand. Maybe Or do a jazz swerve. Just kind of swerve between <laughs> the legs. See if you can get the other drivers to join in. That'll be great. All right. So each week, we try out a new tactic, strategy, or build order in Age of Empires Online and share it with you. But this month, Greg, we're doing something special. We are doing Noob November. What? Why? Why, Greg? Why? Why are we doing Noob November? Why? Because it's important to bring new community into this wonderful game of ours. And some people, when they look at it, they feel a little daunted. And they say, oh, but, but Greg, what civilization should I choose? Oh, oh, but Josh, how shall I gear them? And we're here to answer your pitiful cries. Wow. <laughs> you made us sound like kings of some kind. These are peasants begging for, like, manure to put on their farm. That's not how you see our podcast? <laughs> uh, I do now. I just didn't realize we were allowed to. That's great. Um, so, Greg, you brought up gear. I'm glad you did. Let's talk about gear, 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 gear. That's it. all we're going to talk about this podcast. So, Greg and, and I podcast. just spent half an hour conducting scientific studies of Celtic warriors killing each other. Um, Greg, what did we do? Well, first we pulled out our rulers and... Uh, sextants and uh, calculators. No, we didn't do any of that. We actually um, created, you know, ten units of most of the units from the Celtic civilization and basically went head-to-head. I would have some that were totally geared out, the wazoo, and then uh, I would face them off against maybe double their numbers uh, against your guys. And then you would have some geared units, and I would have some non-geared units. And we tried to see if sheer numbers versus well-geared units, uh, you know, won the day. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. I mean, so overall, Greg, quick impressions, because obviously if you want to watch the video, it's going to be on our website, along with the full text walkthrough, everything we're talking about today on GameDiplomat.com. Greg, I kind of thought, I was surprised. Um, In a lot of cases, the gear didn't make as big of a difference as I thought it would, but there were some where it was a huge difference. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, again, I was surprised as well, where gear, like, with archers, made almost no difference. Yeah. When gear with the champions, you know, it it was kind of all over the board. Yeah. But gear on the whole generally is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. going to make a difference. Yeah, and so, I mean, so Greg, obviously, gear is important. People kind of know that gear is important, but they don't know how important. Watch the video. You'll get a better idea. But It's pretty amusing, too. It is. It is very amusing, actually, to watch everyone die. And we kind of we tallied how many units were left over into our winner's circle after each one and had those fight. It's pretty good. Um, Spoiler Greg, alert, they were pumpkin-headed civilians. There were <laughs> pumpkin-headed civilians. Uh, that is not a fair fight. Um, but, Greg... Let's talk about how to get gear first. Um, obviously, I think the easiest way to get gear are chests. 
Um, you get chests as quest rewards. You also get them from those bandit ca- camps that are on most maps. Those are kind of the orange question marks. Mm-hmm. You can kind of kill the, the neutral guardians of and then claim the chests. Um, chests come in different levels. This is what was kind of tricky for me, where the chests don't always tell you what level they are, um, but it gives you a random chance to get gear of that level. So not all chests are equal. Some chests, they'll tell you, like, this is a level 40 chest. That means it can get, like, the best gear in the game. But a lot of times as you're leveling up, you'll get, like, level 5 chests. Um, but I think that's the easiest way to get gear. What other ways, Greg, have you gotten gear? Uh, cre- uh, quest rewards. Um, you can, you know, complete quests, and you're rewarded with either just straight-up gear or with um, treasure chests uh, that you can get gear out of as well. Yeah. Um, some some uh, really good quest rewards, uh, you, have to, you get to choose between uh, either two, three, or four, you know, good pieces of gear. And those are always the hardest ones because there's usually some pretty good gear in there. Um, yeah, it's quest rewards di- difficult. Are yeah. Because you only get to choose it once most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can obviously craft gear, too. The thing I'll say about crafting is it's it's definitely... I would not recommend it to new players as the way to get gear. You're not going to get the best gear in the game unless you hunt really rare recipes, which is going to be really expensive or you have to be really lucky. And, I mean, crafting in general is pretty tough to kind of break into. Like, it's just the system isn't very intuitive. It's not explained super well. Um, we did do a crafting guide a couple weeks ago that should help get you the basic info on how it works, but I would say steer away from that from now, Greg. I think there's there's one more way, Greg, but it it's pricey. It is. Think? It is. And uh, we we dabbled a little bit in it today. Um, we were just want it was the, the trading channel. Um, we were watching people sell things for just exorbitant amounts of money, but then on the flip side. Uh, we really needed an axe, uh, a good axe uh, for our for our video, and I think you hopped in there and you got one for 500 gold. Something yeah, very very reasonable. Yeah, it was really reasonable because we were looking, and I saw someone selling like an epic piece of item for like a hundred thousand coin. I was like, oh, that's no big deal. I have six, I have 160 thousand coin on this on this sieve. And then I realized I counted wrong and I actually have 16,000. <laughs> and we That's were just a like, big difference. yeah, and we we're just like, there's no way we're going to be able to afford this. But I sent out a message just, hey, I'm looking for an axe. And some guy sent me a message, hey, linked me a blue axe that was pretty good, 500 coin. Sure, yeah, that's a great deal. So, I mean, the thing you can do is you have to negotiate down sellers uh, on the trade channel. And just you have to be patient. If you want an item, you can't want it right away. You need to be willing to wait until you find someone like this nice guy that offered to sell it to me for 500 coin when he could have sold it to me for, like, 5,000. Yeah. All right. So, Greg, once you have your gear, the biggest question we get from people is, how do you know what's the, quote, unquote, like, best gear for each of your units? That's a uh, great question, one that I asked myself several times. Because uh, quality, you know, isn't always what matters. Uh, I found sometimes that, uh, like, blues can be better for a specific unit than an epic. Um, with When the game launched, uh, they didn't have uh, this new system. What they have is, you know, up and down green arrows. Oh, yeah. Like, if it's one green arrow, two green arrows, or three green arrows, uh, that means the, the piece of equipment you want to put on that unit is that much better or worse than if they're red arrows, um, the unit that's or, or the piece that's already equipped, which helped me out a lot. 
Yeah, it does help a lot. It's really quick. It shows you right off the bat. Yeah, the one thing you have to watch out for that is that if you have a specific vision in mind for your unit, like um, like you need to know what your what your goal is because we've talked about skirmish rushes before, Greg, and kind of the whole point of that map is spearmen destroying buildings. That's mm-hmm. what matters. And so a lot of times, like I'll have a uh, item on my spearmen that is like plus twenty five percent damage versus buildings. Let's say. But the game says, hey, you know, what would be better if you had more health? And I'm like, ah, I don't want health. I want, I want to destroy buildings. So even though it's like two green arrows telling me, like, this item is better, you know, you want to make sure it matches up with what you're doing. Like if you're going to do PvP or if you're going to do a, a particular mission, I would say one of my, my things would be don't be afraid to swap gear uh, between missions because each mission is going to kind of have a different goal. Right. And, I, of course, that brings us to um, a couple of different ways to look at gear. Yeah. Um, and one is, you know, focusing on your strengths. Like, the spearmen are good versus cavalry. So you're going to, you know, make them the ultimate cavalry killers. So therefore, you know, get them gear that boosts their damage versus cavalry. Um, this this works, you know, great when you, you know what counters what really well. And you're mm-hmm. planning on, you know, getting your scout across the lines figuring out what they're, you know, building, and then just having the ultimate counters. Yeah, because um, the trouble with that the trouble with that strategy, and the reason why I'm hesitant to go that route, is it makes you super susceptible to counters. Like, I feel like your eggs are all in one basket there. Because if you mm-hmm. boost, if you only boost Spearman's cavalry damage, like, if you don't scout, or if you scout incorrectly or something, and all of a sudden you get hit by archers, like, your Spearmen are just gone it's just brutal um it's true but it it is true because i mean spearmen you're probably only going to build them when you know you're fighting cavalry so why not make them the best there now the other route you can kind of take and this is kind of the one greg i'm going to say i i tend towards um is to shore up your weaknesses so the idea you know spearmen are good versus cavalry by nature um so my basic thought is like so they're not going to have a problem killing cavalry um, but they struggle against archers, so maybe I can give them gear, like, you know, maybe add pierce armor and movement speed, kind of make them less weak against archers there. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? Is that kind of a waste? So I don't necessarily see that as a waste, um, but there, I feel like some of those things can be better put on better units. Um, you know, like, like pierce, pierce damage, you know, might seem good, for that philosophy of uh, of saving them there, but you know maybe that that piece would work better on another unit that could benefit from that even greater. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm still sticking with it, but I see your point. Sorry, yeah. I don't think you're right, but you're not wrong. How about <laughs> there's that? A, there, there's a good you know third option, which is to just play it safe because you never know what you're going to face. Um, so. If you aren't a scouter, if you don't like to push forward, um, you know, kind of just gear everything up um, with, you know, flat boosts to HP and to damage and to and to armor, you know, just kind of give everyone an across the board strength um, on their on their base stats. Don't don't get too fancy with, oh, well, this this unit's going to be good when I'm going up against fortresses or something like that. You know, if you get too specific, you might find yourself, you know, pigeonholing yourself. Um, so, 
you know, that that could be an option. Just give everyone kind of an even keel and just boost all of their normal stats up, uh, but without getting too specific. Yeah, I actually think, especially for new players, I think this is a great route to go, especially because as a new player, you won't know what counters what. Especially because, unlike Age of Empires 2 and stuff, not every horseman is called the knight and has the exact same kind of stats. Um, across all the civs, there, there's a lot more intricacies between the different civilizations. So when you see a horseman running at you, it's not going to be like your horseman. Um, and so just playing it safe with that flat HP, damage, armor is a safe bet. Um, if you do want to kind of choose one of the routes we were talking earlier, I would probably start with focusing on your strengths just because it's easy to know right away what that unit is good at. You know that a Spearman is good at cavalry. You don't really know what's going to be good at killing it yet. Um, so I say, yeah, for early players, um, for new players, boost damage, boost HP, focus on the strengths. And I say, great, you can pretty reliably trust those little green arrows as a new player, and you're going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. They're there for a reason. Um I know I do. I trust them pretty well because I don't really go too much philosophy on, you know, specific units getting really technical. I I, I tend to do more of a, a boosting all around kind of well-rounded boost, which is what the arrows I think indicate a lot more of. Yeah, and so Greg, we played the Celts or Celts, um, the belts, in our <laughs> video. Um, let's let's kind of give because I think we both kind of agree that Celts is a, a good first civilization to play. They have really great quests. Um, what would you recommend, like, what's two units that you would build kind of your core army around as a Celt player, and what kind of gear would you put on them to help new players? Well, I know, you know, the champion is one of my favorite units, um, mm -hmm. but he's pretty late game. But if I was going to, you know, give him some... Can you, can you describe gear. what the champion is real fast? Just for yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the champion, he he's a he's a tank really. He's he's really good at um, taking down uh, buildings, and he he has an arc, a uh, AOE effect uh, damage. He's an infantry unit. He's just an all around you know beefy guy. Yeah. He's late late in the game, um, but if I was to you know boost certain aspects of him, I would. You know, give him more damage, just make him even more unstoppable. Um, I would boost his movement speed because uh, standardly he's really slow. Yeah, he uh, he is he's he probably moves slower than siege weapons. Like he's yeah. just brutal. And they have wheels. <laughs> like <laughs> they do. I, I would I would give him more movement speed and then damage versus buildings. Um, he already has. Uh, pretty decent damage versus buildings, but I want him to be, you know, just like four of them are going to take down a fortress. Like, yeah, I, I want him to be totally awesome because then I would pair them um, with the Carpentum, which is a chariot warrior. He's also pretty late game, so I, this is me turtling in. Yeah, um, as you're prone to do, I know. Yeah, he, he's a chariot warrior. Um, he's effective against range. Um, so what I would give to him uh, is faster movement speed, um, damage versus infantry, because he – a bonus against infantry, because uh, he's really effective against ranged, but he gets really easily snared. So if he get, you know runs into a pack of infantry, 
um, he'll just get stuck there. And but yeah. if he you know is effective against infantry or more effective, a, a group of them could get you know snared and still you know hold their own. Um, and then I would just give him more armor for that kind of situation as well. So I would pair him you know pair him with the champion, and uh, they would be a slow moving. The, the the archers could get in there real fast, or the chariots guys get in there real fast, pull back, then move in the tanks. Yeah, and, uh, I think that would be a nice little little duo. Roll out the tanks. I like that. Yeah, with those two combined, you could take pretty much anything. And the cool thing about that too, you could have the champions basically just stand in front of the chariot archers, and like nothing could get to them. Yeah, that'd be that'd great. Be cool. All right. Well, I'm going. When I play the Celts, I like to kind of rush. Um, like I said, I'm not good at rushing. In a previous podcast, I talked about this. I'm not good at rushing, but I enjoy it. I love Woad Raiders, Greg. They're one of my favorite units in the game. <laughs> their charge attack where they sprint and leap into the air with both axes behind their head and then launch down on people. Um, that was awesome in our video. Yeah. That was our very first fight in the middle was Woad Raiders uh, in the video this week. You have to go watch at least that part because it is just so cool. Um they're really effective against range and siege weapons. Um, I would boost their movement speed because I want them to charge even faster, Greg. I want them running <laughs> all over the map. Um, I'd also boost their armor because I would boost their melee cavalry armor because they do have a little trouble against infantry. After they get that first charge in, if the unit isn't dead, they're going to have a tough time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd maybe even throw in another snare, too, um, just to keep – because they can get kited. Um, they're tougher to kite. But but uh, horses can get away, and I want to make sure they can't get away. Because once my Woad Raiders get in range, I want them to be able to slaughter whatever is there. Nice. And then I would also – I'd toss in Druids as well. They're my favorite kind of priest unit in the game because they're frontline melee kind of fighters, kind of like the Aztec uh, priests from Age of Empires 2. I'd give them health, uh, boost their healing, and boost their armor just so they can survive on the front line longer um, while they're healing uh, those Woad Raiders. And they're both super fast units that can book it around the map. Nice. Yeah, they'd be a good pair. Yeah. Sure. Heal up those Woad Raiders after their battle. They could just zoom back. That'd be good. Yeah. All right, Greg. So you said at the top of the show there's a common misconception about gearing that you want to clear up. I want to know. Yeah. Uh, I think the common misconception is that uh, that units equipped with the best gear in the game um, are just going to be completely you know, unbelievably strong, and that even their strongest counter won't defeat them. Because, you know, that was a, a big uh, critique early on, was yeah. saying, like, when I go into PvP, you know, I'm not going to know what's coming at me. I'm going to see a Spearman, but, you know, he may be totally tricked out, and, and uh, you know, my archers won't even be able to take him down. Like, um, that is just not the case. Um, yeah. their their counters are still going to be strong against them no matter what gear they're wearing. Um, there is no gear in the game as of yet that makes a unit, you know, almost, you know, invincible against other other units, even their counters. Yeah, it mostly seems to be just, like, fine-tuning details. You really can't change their core purpose. Right. And Greg, yeah, I'm going to call you out here, actually, on the notes. <laughs> I want okay. everyone to know that at the end of this little segment that he's talking here, his final note is, not true, and you are dumb for thinking so. <laughs> so just so in case you were thinking that, I want you to know Greg's opinion of you. Well, so. I want you to know that uh, 
I'm telling myself I was dumb for thinking so as well. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> so Greg's got a little schizophrenic thing going on over there. Yeah, um, I'm dumb, you're dumb. We're all noobs in November. We are all noobs in November. That should be our motto. I like that. We need a banner. <laughs> all right, so Greg, I actually almost forgot about this part, which is funny because it's called uh, the Forgotten Gear section. Advisors. Uh, we only have a couple minutes, but let's cruise through these real fast. What are advisors, Greg? Uh, advisors are cards, uh, which is new to the Age of Empires series. It's a, kind of a card system. Um to where you can you can have many to choose from based on uh, getting them, you know, through skirmishes, quests, chests, uh, different ways of attaining them. But they all give individual, you know, boosts to uh, uh, maybe uh, age one, your farms are built faster, or age two, your units come out 6% quicker, or they cost 10% less. Um, they're basically age-specific um, bonuses. Some of the advisors, though, are um, unit-based to where you could have an advisor that gives you a unit, a, a specific unit that trains out of the fortress. Like I have the uh, Golden Hippocan, um advisor card, which in the fourth age allows me to create uh, a unit that wouldn't normally ever be available to the Celts, um, but it's just this really powerful horse uh, horseman that I can now build out of my uh, fortress that I never could before. Yeah, it's a really cool way kind of to customize your sieve. It's almost like gearing out your sieve rather than a particular unit mm-hmm. um, and kind of unlock new combos with those n- new units you can get. So you kind of mentioned you get them from skirmishes, you can get them from quests. Um, the easiest ones to get are to go to the skirmish center in Cyprus, and for every AI that you beat... Um, you get an epic version of that AI as an advisor. So That's pretty great. Yeah, which is pretty cool because some of the advisors are, like, focused on, you know, economy, focused on cavalry, focused on infantry, and those are the benefits that they give you when you defeat them. Um, so that's a really good way to get epics really fast. And then you can also get them randomly from chess. Um, so, Greg, I have to admit, I usually forget about them when I'm gearing up, like, I'm gearing up my Norse now, and I think I have, like, one advisor, maybe. Um, (laughs) Is that bad? How important is it, do you think, to max these out? You know, I would say they're as important as gear is. Oh, uh, wow. That much. Which is pretty darn important. But, you know, I also fall prey to the, uh, I won't go and change them. Like, I won't even think about them unless I get a new one. And then, you know, that forces me to... You know, add it to the list, and then I kind of reevaluate. I usually won't make too many, you know, drastic changes unless I get, you know, an epic advisor card or, or something that I'm trying a new technique. So maybe I'll use my advisor card that uh, boosts my horseman's movement speed or something like that. You know. Yeah. For so the most I, part, I like them. Yeah, for the most part, I find I only change it like if I know I'm going to do like a boat map. I'll put in all my boat advisors. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two months later, I'll, like, go back and realize that I've been playing, like, land maps with just boat advisors and just <laughs> hate myself. Yeah. Um, I would They're say easy to forget about. They are. So, strategy-wise, I would say, kind of, uh, in relation to what we were talking about, like, shore up your weaknesses or go with your strength, I think it's smart with advisors to always go with your strengths, right? Yeah. You, your your basic strengths, too. Um, if you go map-specific, like you were saying, you're just going to you're gonna forget 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially as a new as a noob like us in November. Just mm-hmm. stick with your basic strength. Like if you if you're playing Norse, get some sort of infantry boost, that sort of stuff. If you're going Greek, you know, just go anything. If you're going Babylonians, do economy. Yeah. Um, all right. Any last thoughts on gear, Greg? It's way more important than I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. See, we learned something this month too. Yeah. So there we go. Thanks for downloading and listening to another episode of Rush Tactics. Let us know what you think by emailing us at rushtactics at outlook.com. You can visit our website at gamediplomat.com for full show notes, step-by-step walkthroughs of the strategies we discuss, and videos of us slaughtering each other as Celtic warriors. Uh, You can talk to us on Twitter as well. I am at Jay Augustine. And I am at Greg Henniger. And we'd also love to team up with you guys in games, so add us to your friends list. I am The Game Diplomat. And I am Dev117. All right. As always, please let us know what you thought of the show and what you'd like to see in the future. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Bye. New November rules. Carpet Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. I love carpets. Carpet Tom. He's a carpenter of Tom's. <laughs>